episode of Your Success at Last DNA, doing those necessary actions, getting those needed attitude adjustments. How's your week going, right? Hump day, we've made it over the, well, we've probably made it through, or at least up to the hump day. I won't do the whole camel thing, though I love to. What, what? (laughs) How's your week going? Awesome, I really hope. If it's not, well, then there's always time to, you know, step back, look at the big picture, right? Grab the reins and lead yourself into better places. And it's not always easy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying uh, that, you know, just smiling and having a great attitude is going to change your world. But it certainly will um, make it a lot easier to change your world than it is with a grumpy one. So that listen, you know what that literally leads right into today's question: What do you want or need to change? What is it that's going on in your world, in or even in yourself, that you want to change or that you literally need to change? And sometimes those are two different things. Sometimes we want to change things, and it's not necessary. And sometimes it's uh, there's change that's needed that we don't always want. So you really need to think of both, and and knowing the answer to these questions certainly can help guide you through your daily routines in the right direction, because when you acknowledge these, these needs and wants to change, you start focusing on some of the little things that might be going on in your world that are, I don't know, allowing what it is you want to change to happen, you know, and those little things just keep reinforcing the very thing that you're maybe not enjoying or that you want to get away from, okay? So think about that. I mean, is it, I don't know, is it a new job? Is it a new haircut? Is it a new uh, weight? Um, Do you want to be toner? Do you want to live in another state? Do you want another significant other, uh, whatever it is. Maybe you uh, you need to change some of your leadership tactics, right? That's where we're going today. Um, what do you, uh, maybe you want to change your leadership tactics before you step on one of those uh, boss booby traps or trip the tripwire of a leadership landmine. I, um, I've been lucky enough to have either been or been associated with it, what I would call some model leaders over the course of my years on this planet. And and not just one of those ones building a successful company, right? But those ones that lead those those quiet yet important organizations uh, that... That are that are around and that we uh, we come across now and again. You know the ones I'm talking about. Though, that you look back over the course of your life and you think, thank goodness for that organization and that person's leadership. Um, you know one of those people, right? I think we all do. We know at least one. Um, perhaps they're in your business or, or in your industry or they were uh, someone that your child dealt with at school or they were a coach or an organ- uh, they coached at an organization your, your child was a part of or maybe they're in some public service organization that you, you have been or are right now a part of. We have been, all of us, especially the, the the audience I have here, uh, we have been or we have watched these leaders build their businesses, build their teams, or build their organization. You know, you know, they're making all the right moves, and then, boom, they get blown up. Why? Well, what do you think happened? 
I mean, how can someone who is on their way to the top, right? They've even, or maybe they've even reached the top and then they stumble and they bumble and they fall hitting one of those boss booby traps or leadership trip wires. Well, as I look back at some of these things in preparation for chatting with you today, I also find that they're blown up by issues that they didn't see coming, or worse yet, they didn't want to see coming. And trust me when I say that uh, these five boss booby traps I'm going to chat with you about, or leadership landmines, whichever one you want to call them, uh, they come from personal experience as well as watching some very successful leaders do them as well. All right. So, enough babbling about that. Let's get right into it, shall we? Number one, yesterday's success, yeah, or what you got, another way to say this is what got you this far isn't going to keep you there necessarily. This one happens far too often. Um, I've watched people, they, they work their buns off, they watch all the signals, they make all the adjustments, and then go, they achieve some amount of success. Heck, maybe they even achieve a lot of success. But those that trip on this booby trap, they ride that wave of success too long. See, I want you to look at... Uh, it, let me step back here a second. Here's the thing. When you achieve a goal, man, celebrate it. Get out there and whoop it up. You did it, right? You put in the blood, sweat, and tears. Now it's time to enjoy that. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. But then go home, lay your head down, get a good night's rest, and get up the next day and start going after your next goal. Start climbing to your next success. And whatever that success means to you, go after it. See, those that step on this landmine are still celebrating that success. Well, actually, they're still celebrating last month's success or last quarter's success or worse yet, last year's success. They're looking at that snapshot in time and thinking things are still the same. And we know they're not, right? Especially not in today's world. Things are changing at heck light speed, nano light speed, and we need to change with it right? What got them to that success yesterday or last month or last quarter or last year won't necessarily keep them at that same level of success tomorrow. So, a couple of ways to avoid this booby trap. Well, uh, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, first off, you have to recognize there is an issue, right? You can't handle the conflict without realizing there's an issue. People have to realize that they're riding that pass wave before they'll even start to avoid it, all right? Uh, I think another one is to keep growing, and I mean this in a personal sense, right? Personal development, personal growth, self-help as some people call it, right? I mean, if, uh, if you're growing personally as well as growing your team and your business, see, then that's, that's going to help you avoid tripping up on this tripwire because growth equals change. And when you're growing yourself, you're asking things like, is there a better way? And let me tell you, right now, the answer to that is yes. There's always a better way. It's not always an easier way, but there's always a better way. All right. And, and when it comes to growing your team, your business, your organization, um, get a different perspective. You know, uh, hire a coach. 
Get someone outside your circle that will give you a fresh perspective. It's a good investment to pay for consulting uh, rather than paying after you get blown up. You're going to pay one way or the other, okay? And lastly, you shouldn't isolate your past. Um, I watched too many people, you know, uh, get defensive about their past and try and not chat about it. If you made mistakes, step up, man up, and admit the mistakes, learn from them, and then move on. That's easy enough. Well, it's not always easy, but once you do that, it's far easier. The key here to avoid this booby trap is you must build on your success, not sit on it. All right? All right. Number two uh, is the adage that it's lonely at the top. It's only lonely if the leader loses touch with those that he or she works with to get there. An isolated leader really is uh, is going to be a truly ineffective leader over time. They might get some wins in the short in the short run, but over time they're not going to be very effective. A true leader doesn't say it's lonely at the top because generally they're not alone up there, right? Uh, if they if they go out and find other people to connect with. Um, they bring in the people that they're working with that built help them build the success along with them. Okay, Because leaders don't lose touch with their team. If they do, if they lose touch with their team, their business, or their organization, they lose their effectiveness. And they're not really leaders. They're more just bosses, I guess. Right? The less lonely ones, right? they'll take the time and they'll walk through the halls, keep their ears open, keep their eyes open, uh, or even keep their ear to the ground, as it were, so they can hear what their team is telling them. Because leaders value people. I mean, if you think about it, after all, people are you really your only appreciable asset. Everything else, yeah, decline, declines in value. The moment you buy that new computer, yeah, that's right, it's already lost its value because in a couple of months, there's three more better, faster, stronger ones. So the unexploded leaders tend to avoid what I'll call positional thinking, right? Uh, real leadership isn't about what position they hold. It's about their ability to influence the team. And people tend to be far more likely to be influenced by those they know care about them, all right? Uh, and this kind of leads into another one here. Uh, I call this the betrayal bomb. Uh, people have a hard time being led by those that they can't trust. It's true, right? Trust and communication, as I mentioned the other day, are cornerstones to good relationships. And that's good relationships of any type, not just your significant other or your spouse, right? It's good in leadership roles as well. Good leaders and good people, for that matter, receive trust from others as a result of consistency, character, and confidence. Think about it, right? When you're dealing with someone that you don't know, you know, it could be anybody, one of the first questions that's probably rolling around your head is, can I trust them? Yeah. See, a trustworthy leader is going to focus on character over success, right? They're going to see the potential. They're going to focus on shared goals versus that personal agenda. A good leader doesn't really focus on their personal agenda, looking at those shared goals, right? That mission that everyone's trying to accomplish. Um, a good leader to me is going to avoid office politics and probably help squash them, actually. Good leaders 
uh, um, not only hold themselves accountable, but they hold other members of the team accountable. How many times have we been a part of a team? You've seen someone get away with stuff, get away with stuff. You're like, really? Really? All right? It kind of derodes, how about that? Erodes the team's morale. And a good leader, uh, last but not least, does the right thing. Even at the, even if there's personal risk involved, right? They're going to like, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's, that's the most important thing. And that leads to me, God, these are flowing a little bit better than I thought they would. That leads me right into the next one is, to me, a, a good leader keeps it real. I try to keep it real with you here too because, I, you know, lead by example, right? Leaders outline the reality for their team, their business, and their organization. That, to me, is part of their role. They need to share that vision and the reality of that vision. Here's a way to think about it. We've seen all those those uh, fitness commercials, even those get rich, get rich quick commercials, those infomercials that wake up wake you up in the middle of the night. But when it comes to those fitness and healthy ones, you think about if you do this for five minutes a day, you'll have the the six pack abs or the Brazilian bottom or the ripped arms, etc., etc. Right? You know what? That's not reality. Get me wrong. That's a piece of it. They're not, quote-unquote, lying to you, but they're just giving you a small sliver of reality. Because, yeah, if you do that for five minutes a day and you eat right and you take part in a, uh, a good physical regimen, yeah, you can have physical uh, those physical attributes, those six-pack abs and, and that cute little booty, right? But the leaders, the real leaders, they're going to give you the straight poop. They're not going to whitewash it. They're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, they aren't just going to be an optimist, and they're not just going to be a pessimist. They deal in reality. Now, you, you could call them a realistic optimist, right? That's what I like to call myself. But they're a realist nonetheless. So to avoid this tripwire, good leaders are focused on three things. One, survival. What has to be achieved? Two, the mission, the goals what they think can be achieved, and three, growth, what they hope to be achieved, all right? And they share that with their team. And that's that flows right into the last one here today is timing. The other night I was at the uh, the Reds game and I watched player after player step up to the plate, you know, get into position. And I found that you know, I realized that night that baseball is the only sport I've watched where men pose. They get there in that batter's box and they're posing. Anyway, um, I, I watch player after player step up to the plate um, and then start swinging away, hoping for success. Sometimes it was strike and other times it was right? And I actually got to witness three grand slams that night. What was the difference? Timing. Ever slow slight variations make all the difference between those grand slams and those strikeouts and those singles and those doubles, right? And those foul balls. And uh, and I can tell you, uh, the difference between timing of those grand slams if I got deflated is timing, right? So to avoid this booby trap, good leaders will step back and they're going to look at the big picture. They're going to see the, the seasons of the team, of the business, or of the organization. So, I mean, if you think about it, there's really no sense in trying to sell a bikini to a man in Wisconsin during a snowstorm, right? I'm not saying it can't be done, 
I'm saying it's probably far more difficult than trying to sell them a parka. Alright? That's there you go. Okay, so let's be honest here, alright? Being a good leader, yeah, it's it's not always easy. Sorry about that. I had to pause that and cough my head off real fast. Something was tickling my throat. Okay, where was I? Oh yes. Being a leader, yeah, not always easy. You want your team, your business, and your organization to succeed, but you can't ride on yesterday's coattails. A good leader is staying in touch with their people, right? Um, not only their peers, but their team as well. They're leading and coaching them to change. A good leader will know their people are only going to change when they've heard enough to have to change, learned enough to want to change, and received enough to be able to change. And that can't be accomplished without trust, right? And a good picture of, of what reality is now, what reality is for the future, and finally the timing to set, uh, to set this all up set it up in such a way that success is realistic and possible all right so there's a few tips for you to avoid those leadership booby traps what we're we gonna talk about tomorrow oh oh tomorrow's gonna be don't dream plan well you know what let me let me let me change that dream and plan because you know daydreaming is often is awesome I love daydreaming but if if you don't plan all right, we'll chat about that a bit tomorrow. So that leads me telling you like I always do, think successfully and take action. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.